You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. everybody it's good to be in the house of the lord thank you for coming to the house of the lord amen it's good to see everyone tonight in midweek bible study and uh, it's my honor and privilege to uh stand behind this pulpit and uh teach you the word of god uh, i'm so thankful for pastor carter and pastor robertson for allowing me to have this opportunity to uh speak tonight and uh, and, uh i'm just grateful for god for what god has been doing his presence is here. It's a sweet, calm presence of God. And that's what we want, the presence of the Lord. Amen. We came for Him. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, before I proceed, I just want to make a quick announcement. So this is regarding uh, Section 4, Men's Fellowship. Section, men, uh, section 4, Men's Fellowship. It will be at uh, Pentecostal Lighthouse Church, Blacks Harbor. It will be on uh, April 22nd. That is Saturday, 10 in the morning. So uh, we have a sign-up sheet at the bulletin board. So if you are interested to be there, it's going to be a great time. So uh, please sign up at the back. Uh, please sign up no later than the April 14th so we can forward uh, and let them know that uh, uh, how many, you know, if any, in case the uh, number of people that will be coming from, from here. Amen. So uh, without further ado, I want to bring your attention in the word of the Lord tonight. In Psalms 144, verse 1. Amen. Well, uh, as much as I wanted to really speak some way, something that is connected, uh, you know, in Easter week. But I was uh, just meditating, praying, and God just kind of like dropped it in my, in my spirit, this phrase. And Bible said... Psalms 144, verse 1. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Tonight, I just want to share to you a message that is entitled, Teach My Hands to War. Teach My Hands to War. Let's, let's pray. Let's bow our heads. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so grateful for your presence that is present in this house. God, we honor you and we worship and magnify your name. I ask, Lord, tonight that be with us continually. Hallelujah. I pray for your anointing that let your word speak to us, challenge us, equip us, Lord God. I pray that it will be a blessing, Lord, for everyone that is in here and everyone who's watching online. I pray and I ask all these things. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody shout, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Teach my hands to war. There's Psalms in 140, uh, Psalms 144. Uh, it has a title of a Psalm of David. And it is believed that to have been written, uh, this was written near the time David came to be recognized as the king over all the tribes of Israel. And the psalm expresses David's heart for the nation in both war and peace. 
David, if you come to think of it, David was a mighty warrior of God. He was like the commander in special ops in our time. He's that efficient in hand-to-hand combat and he was able to subdue many opponents. But growing up, David, he did not learn to use any weapons such as sword, axe, spear, bow, and arrow. But David started as a shepherd and using the staff, hook, and using a harp as an instrument and sling. That's how he started to use. And David, as he began to ascend into a level of position in kingship, David recognized that there are still many war that needs to be fight or needs to be fought. And then he prayed and asked, God, teach my hands to war. And same thing us as a believer, we are not different from David. As we ascend, as we move into a level, new level of position or new level of our lives, our family, our ministry, or as a, as a church as a whole, you might have also prayed the same prayer just like King David did. You probably have asked God to help us how to overcome and fight our giants and the enemies that we're going to face ahead of us. So tonight, we will not ask God how to use physical weapon. But the Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, the apostle said that, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It means it's not physical. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The goal is to pull down strongholds that the enemy has built. And I must say, pulling down requires hands. Amen? So, hands in general in the Bible or, uh, you know, in normal life, it has many functions. And hands as well has many representations and symbols as well. For instance, we use our hands to give direction. You show the way and you point towards the direction. We don't use our foot to point direction. If somebody asks you, um, where's the washroom? Uh, yeah, here, there. <laughs> there's, there there's our washroom there. We, we don't use our feet or foot. We use our hands. But I must say, uh, as a Filipino, we, we, we have a different way of pointing directions or, you know, pointing a, 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 an object. It's like, tell me you're a Filipino without telling me you're a Filipino. Or it's like, tell me you're a Canadian without telling me you're a Canadian. How do you do that? Probably I would say you go out wearing shorts in the minus 30 outside. <laughs> eh? <laughs> so that's, I think that's kind of how it works. But in Filipino, I'm, I'm going to share, you know, there's like a special weird way of like pointing out on objects. So um, 
So, so people, you know, usually we use hands, but in the Philippines, um, we use like uh, our, our lips and we pout it. <laughs> so if anyone asks like, uh, uh, where's the washroom? We will just like, there. <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, so those Filipinos out there probably was watching, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so usually we say, there. It's just weird, but yeah. You, tell, uh, you talk to any Filipinos and they'll know what, the, what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. But, uh, but we use our hands to point direction. Amen. And also hands, um, we also use our hands or fingers to point out as a sign of like accusation, like it's your fault. Like, you know, you point, like when you say you point your fingers, like you're, ac- you're accusing a person. So when you point, like you, you, you point your finger at someone, somebody said that you're pointing one finger and three fingers comes back to you. So, so what you what you do is like you you point your all fingers to them, <laughs> like you do like that, <laughs> amen. But you use your hands, right? Um, often we hear the words like "get one's hands dirty," so that kind of idiom it means hard work or manual labor, or also it could mean dishonesty or dishonorable activity. When you say "get one's hands dirty," or when someone said "lend a hand." So it means you're offering help to someone. When Stephen also, the first Christian martyr, was stoned to death, he said he saw the Son of Man standing in the right hand of God. So it was a vision, and I'm, I'm going to say that it's not literal hand that uh, Jesus is standing in the palm of God like that. That's not the vision that uh, Stephen was, uh, was, was talking about, but right hand means power right hand means power amen so so when the bible said that uh, i saw the son of my son of man sitting at the right hand of power so that's how you interpret it in the bible it's not literal amen there's only you know you there it's it's power in matthew 6 verse 3 jesus used this analogy of hands in giving the Bible said, when thou, thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. So basically, Jesus was teaching about a sermon regarding giving. He uses this illustration of left and right hand as he was referring to the right motives in giving. You don't give just to be, um, you know, be noticed and be recognized. That's not the goal of giving. It's about having right motives and so there's a lot of things if you can like go and extend searching about the meaning or the symbol of hands but but in the context of what we're talking about as David asked to teach my hands to war our hands is uh, has a powerful significance in spiritual warfare when Moses and the nation of Israel were fighting against the Amalekites in Exodus chapter 17 at Rephidim, we remember the notable miracle that God has performed and caused them to win in the battle. If you remember when Moses lifted up his hands, then they begin to advance and win the war. But when he, Moses starts to put his hands down, then the enemy starts to advance. And then so if you see in the story that 
Aaron and her kind of went and helped him raise both hands until the battle is won. There is a spiritual significance of raising our hands. The reason why when we come here into the house of the Lord, when we begin to sing praises and we lift up our hands, it's not just our, based on culture. It's not based on, on the habit that we do inside the church. There is a spiritual significance why we raise our hands. It means that it's meant to say there is victory. We're raising hands that as we, as we are here in the presence of God, we're raising our hands in victory just like Moses did. Our hands become the banner. That's why Moses, after the battle, he built an altar and named it Jehovah Nisi. It means God is our banner. The Lord is my banner. So when we raise our hands in the church, in praise and worship, it's not just you know, just, you just want to raise your hand, but it's a sign of victory. It's a sign of victory. Praise God. We are also encouraged to lift up our hands in prayer. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, Bible said, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. There's something in the spirit that when we raise our hands, lifting hands or lifting up our hands also means surrender. So when there's a cop, you know, and then there's a, there's a suspect, and when they, the, the, the cops tell you, raise your hands, put your hands in the air. Basically what the, the, the police is saying that you have to surrender to the authority. It's a surrender. Same principle in the spirit that when we begin to raise up our hands to God, it signifies that we are surrendering ourselves to Him, to His control and to His Lordship. We are making a statement that we yield to the Lord and we give Him full control of our lives. We just heard last Wednesday a powerful and wonderful message about letting go and letting God from Brother Beckerton. You have to let go. You got to let God take full control because the world is teaching us in a, a different way. The world teaches us to control it and be in charge of your situation and everything. But however, there are some battles that requires submission to God. In James chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible said, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You have the ability to resist the devil, but before you resist the devil, you got to submit yourselves first to God. Because there is power and authority in submitting yourselves to God. It means you align yourself under the umbrella of God's authority. Because there's protection in submission. And also, it means that when we submit ourselves to God, it could also mean we submit to the person in authority that God has placed over our lives. Just like our pastors and our leaders. 
Now, when we begin to submit ourselves to them, we're also submitting ourselves to the authority that God has placed in the church as a structure. So when you do that, when you submit that, when you submit to that power of God, through, when you submit yourself to God, then you can now resist the devil and the Bible said he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Shall we clap our hands to the Lord tonight? Lord, teach my hands to war. Teach my hands to war. Surrender is also the truest form of worship. Surrender is also the truest form of worship. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The word worship there in Greek word is proskuneo. It means kisses or also means kneeling or prostration. It's a position, it's a, it's a, a, it's a gesture that someone does when you worship is you kneel or you prostrate like this. That's the picture when you say worship, pruskuneo, you prostrate, total, bow down, and surrender. So when Jesus said, you got to worship Him in spirit and in truth, it's not just worship in singing, but it also involves surrendering yourself to God. Because that's the truest form of worship. When you worship God, you got to learn how to submit and surrender your ego. You got to learn and submit your own will and your way. And you got to let God take over and control whatever it's, you know, every situation that you're facing. We got to learn how to worship Him in spirit and in truth. It's the truest form of our worship to God when we surrender. So that's the first thing, one of the significance of meaning of raising up our hands or our hands. Secondly is, have you heard an, an idiom or, you know, idiom words that says, lay a hand on someone? So when you say you're, you lay a hand on someone or, you know, don't lay a finger on someone, it means to... You know, you're, you want to hurt somebody or means to assault someone. Amen? Am I, am I making sense? <laughs> I hope I'm saying it right. But that's like the meaning of an idiom when you say you lay, lay a hand on someone. You, you want to hurt or you want to assault someone. Well, in Mark chapter 16 verse 18, Jesus said, They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The word lay there, another Greek word I want to expound is, it also means the same thing, to assault or to, you know, to, to, to make an assault. But, in, but to put it into context, what Jesus was saying is, when, you, when he say, thou shall lay hands on the sick, he, he, he does not mean that you, you, you will hurt the person that is sick. No, you're not going to like lay a hand on him. Like, you're going you're gonna to assault the person that is sick. No, that's not what he's talking about. In context, 
When Jesus said you shall lay hands on the sick, it involves aggressiveness. Because you are, it, you're not attacking the person that is sick, but you are attacking the sickness and the source of the sickness, which is the enemy. That's why you gotta, you're going to have that aggressiveness and you're going to want it to assault the enemy, the kingdom of darkness. That whenever you lay hands on someone in, you know, and, you wanna, and when you pray healing on somebody, there's something happening in the spirit because you are advancing the kingdom of God. If you remember in Mark 16 verse 15, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel into all creatures. Be, you know, you, you, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. These see a sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and if there any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So it's in the context of advancing of the kingdom of God. So whenever you advance the kingdom of God, you know, you are assaulting the kingdom of darkness. That's why you got to be aggressive. And the reason why you have to be aggressive is in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. The Bible said, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And here it is, the violent take it by force. So there is a, an aggressiveness because the violent, this is the force of the enemy, they are taking it by force. So if they are taking it by force, I believe we as the church must not stay passive, must not have this apathy and doesn't care at all. But there's got to be something deep down in our spirit that will raise up and say, not on my watch. That when the enemy take it by force and attacks your family, when, they, when the violent take it by force and attacks your relationship, your ministry, whatever it is in your life, there's got to be something that's going to resist the enemy and say, not on my watch. Hallelujah. When the enemy attacks your faith, you're going to resist. Because the enemy is very cruel. I don't know, but you got to realize that our, the enemy that we are facing are not, you know, are not uh, friendly at all. They're not going to, you know, just, they're not going to, they're not, they're not going to comfort you or whatever. But they will take every opportunity just to ruin and destroy you because the enemy's assignment is to kill, steal, and destroy. So we gotta, we, we have to stand and fight, and we have to be aggressive. That's what Jesus was telling us. Go lay hands here and pray for somebody in healing. You preach the word, cast out devils. That was the commandment. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm, praise God, praise God. I like what Sister, uh, Sister Melissa, when she shared her testimony last time, she mentioned about we got to give the enemy a notice eviction. We got to give that to him. Not, you're not going to harass my family anymore. You gotta come out. There's an eviction notice. You're not welcome here anymore. You gotta stand for your family. 
You got to fight for your family. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. Our hands also is, could also be an expression of, of love. In Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible said, I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. As the lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight. And his fruit was sweet to my taste. Verse 4, he brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me was love. Verse 5, stay, with, stay me with the flagons, comfort me with apples for I am sick of love. And here's verse 6 that says, his left hand is under my hand and his right hand doth embrace me. His left hand is under my head and his right hand doth embrace me. It's a picture of opening up your arms and welcoming and loving somebody. When we open our arms to people and stretch our hands wide, it becomes an expression of love. We can also see the same picture in the parable of the prodigal son. When that son came home and the father was waiting. The Bible says in Luke chapter 15, verse 20, So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, and here's the word, embrace him. Left hand, at my hand and my right hand to embrace him and kiss him. It's an expression, your arms, your hands, when you start to open it wide, you welcome people and accept them. Love is the, one of the most powerful weapons that we use in this world today. We need to realize that Hurt people hurt people. The reason why sometimes people, they, they speak mean words or bad things or they lashed out with, you know, strong words. It only reflects whatever is inside somebody's heart. Because the Bible said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So it reflects whatever is inside. So when people that are hurt and they started to project that hurt to somebody, the powerful weapon that we can use against that is love. It is one of the best response we can offer to use against that hurt. It's a, it's a powerful weapon we can use. It's the fruit of the Spirit that we all need that lays the foundation for everything we do. 
Love is the greatest motivation we need in ministry. Love is one of the indicator or proof that we can show to the world that we are the disciples of Christ. Love is a powerful weapon. Love is a powerful weapon. There's a lot of people outside hurting. And sometimes, you know, the only thing that they need and want to know is they want to understand love. There are some people that doesn't know the concept of love. And I thank God because He showed me what is true love. When people are mean, when people, you know, doesn't, didn't taught me anything about love, God taught us what is love. Love is sacrificial. Love is kind. And that's what the world wants. As a church right now in 2023, when the world is full of hatred, when the world is full of racism, when the world is full of, you know, greed and apathy and all those stuff outside, we as a church got to stand out. And we have to let the people know that we are different because there's love inside among us. That despite of our, in our differences, despite of our different opinions, despite of different values that we hold on to, but at the end of the day, there's unity inside here in the church among us because we are the true disciples of Jesus Christ. And that's one of the weapons that we can use when the enemy tries to put hate in your heart, when the enemy tries to put jealousy in your heart. You got to let the love of Christ, hallelujah, manifest in your life. Love is, the greater, love is greater than faith and hope. In, in, in 1 John chapter 4, Verse 18, the Bible said, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casted out fear. It took me a long time to understand this revelation because we were taught, you know, you taught to rebuke everything, every spirit. I rebuke the spirit of fear, which is true. We got to take authority of the spirit of fear. But it took me a while to have this revelation that, that, that you know, as much as you want to rebuke the spirit of fear, the Bible said the only thing that it could drive out fear in your mind, in your heart, is perfect love. Because when love is present in you, there is no space for fear. Love covers the multitude of sins. First Peter verse 4 verse 8 Peter said, and above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. There's power in love, church. This is one of the powerful weapons that we can show into the world. When we, when, we, when, we, when we open our arms and when we accept people and just, you know, just come home. Just let them come back and just open they're the only thing that you can do for, for the prodigals is just open up your arms and just welcome them. You don't have to lash them. You don't have to, you know, you to, to, to uh, judge them or criticize them or whatever. That's not what they need. They need is a church that is loving and willing to accept and just say, just come home. Just like what the message we heard last Sunday. Just come home. Just come home. 
And one of the powerful thing is, Jesus did the same thing to us. When we are all sinners, when we are all dying and hurt, what did Jesus did? He showed His love to us through the cross of Calvary. And when He was there, hanging on the cross, He stretched His arms on that cross. Wide open. And that arms that has been stretched onto the cross became an expression of love. Our hands, when we open our hands and let the people know that, you know, you can, you can come to me. I can, uh, you know, we can talk. I, I, I want to understand you. I want to pray for you. I want to show love and mercy and compassion to you. I want to I wanna express God's love. I want you to feel love. The God, God's love through me. Sometimes it's nice to preach God's love. God loves you so much. God loves you. It's a wonderful message that we can tell people. Yes, we, 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 we tell them God loves you, but how are they going to know that God loves them? And the only thing that people can, can experience God's love is going to be through us. If we express God's love that is in us, and we're going to let it share to other people, then people will believe, yes, God loves me. How did they know? Because they, God used you. They, you let them feel that love that they've been needing for a long time. We are the agent of love that we got to share to the world. It's nice to preach things, you know, but it's, also, it's a, a one way also to allow God to use us as a channel as a channel of His mercy. We preach about the mercy of God. He's merciful. But the only thing that people can understand the mercy is when we release that mercy and let them understand what, is, what mercy looks like and feels like through us. We preach grace. The grace of God is a powerful of God. You know, powerful grace of God. But how would people know that the grace of God is available to them? Unless us, as His people, share that to them and let them feel that this is what grace feels like. This is what grace, what, what the grace of God did for me. And I want you to experience at the same time. Tonight, we're going to ask God the same thing as David did. Lord, teach us, teach my hands to war. But in this manner, it's not about the sword. It's not about the axe. It's not about, you know, those, those physical things. But our hands that are willing to extend their hands. The hands that are willing to pray and lay their hands. The hands that are willing to show direction. This is the way to God. And the hands that are willing to embrace somebody when they come back. The hands that are willing to, to, to extend blessing. Hallelujah. Teach my hands to our Lord. Because the war that we are able, we're going to be able to overcome, you know, the, the, the things that we have been fighting is not through aggressiveness in a bad manner. Although I also, I said earlier, you got to be aggressive. But, you know, there are some approaches that doesn't need to be confrontational. It has to be, it has to be a reconciliation in, in essence. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. 
when we praise and worship God, when we raise our hands to God, we allow God to, you know, we allow God, we, we surrender our hearts to Him, and we let, we, we let God take control of our lives. And when He is in control, then God can use us. And we can be partners with God. Sometimes we pray, Lord, use me. But when God gives you conviction to speak to people, but when God gives you an impression to, you know, to extend help to people, sometimes we, we battle. I don't know if you can relate to that, but there are some times that I have this, you know, this, this nudge or impression from God that go and, you know, go and uh, uh, share, you, share the word of God or go and pray to someone. And I used to struggle a lot and I've been thinking, Lord, is it, is it just me or is it really you, Lord? Is it, or is it just me, Lord? Or, you know, you, 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 you battle everything that comes into your mind. And it took me a while at the same time to realize that, you know, the, the only thing that you can know that it is from God, it's because, first of all, you gotta, sometimes we learn ourselves that it's not your personality. You probably say that it's not, it's not you. You're not that, you're not that uh, you know, you're, you're not that great probably to... Uh, Talk to people. You're not that uh, uh, have this, uh, what do you call this? A PR. Like, you know, some, some people probably are, personality are very uh, uh, exclusive. And when you feel that nudge that to reach out to people, then probably it's God. Because you know that it's not you. And, and, and most likely it's not from the enemy. Because the enemy won't want you to pray for somebody. He won't want you to, you know, to reach out and to talk to, uh, talk to them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So whenever we feel that nudge to, you know, talk to somebody, pray to somebody, greet them or whatever, and you know that it's not your personality or you know that's not you, it's probably God. And sometimes when we pray, Lord, use me, and we feel that nudge, sometimes we, we kind of like, you know, just ignore that. But I pray, Lord, teach my hands to war. Teach my hands to war, to advance the kingdom of God, to lift up our hands in victory, in praise, in worship, in surrender. Teach my hands to war, God, in expressing love to people and to reach out to the lost and to open up our arms to the prodigals. Teach our, teach our hands to war, Lord. Hallelujah. Shall we, shall we, shall we uh, bow our heads and just let the word of God just kind of like settled in our spirit for just a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, let the word of God just be implanted in our, in, in, you know, the seed of the word of God. Just, just to germinate in a while in our, in our good ground hearts. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus, Lord, I pray, God. Hallelujah. Help us by your grace, Father. Help us, God. Teach our hands to war. Hallelujah, Jesus. To reach out people. To express your love, Father. Hallelujah. To reach out, Lord God. To, to share your goodness. Your, your grace to people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, let your hand germinate, Lord. Let it grow. Let it, hallelujah. Let it grow in our hearts. In our soul. Let it grow roots, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let it bear fruit, Father. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, I, I, I really believe that we are, we, God is bringing us into a new season. I know you, I know you notice this. I know you, you're experiencing this and you're, you know, you're seeing what's going on in our church. And everyone, you know, most of the people can, I've heard that they, they agree that we are, we're in, we have entered into the new season of our church. There's a lot of happening right now. A revival going on. There's fire that is going on in our, in our, in our church. And it also comes to a new level and new, you know, in a new position of where God, what, uh, God is positioning us in these last days. And at the same time, God is also, as God exposes us into a new level, to a new position, God is also, you know, uh, sh uh, showing us that there are also many uh, ad obstacles that we're going to face. But we're not going to do it alone but because we are victorious. We know we are victorious already. But what we need to do is we got to ask God, Lord, how, to, how are we going to navigate this new season that we are in right now? And just ask, Lord, teach my hands who are, teach me how to utilize the, the, the weapons that is available in me right now as you, uh, you know, in the, in the spirit. Hallelujah. And, the, and there are a lot of stuff that we, we, we can use in a spiritual battle, you know, the, the, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the shield of faith. Those are the things uh, that we can, that we use, like grabbing through our hands. But, but these are the, the things that I kind of felt want to share to to everyone tonight to just, you know, just just worship God. You know, we, we raise our hands intentionally and not just, we're not just, we're not just following people, but we raise our hands intentionally because there's significance in the spirit as we worship and surrender to God. And we use our hands to reach out to people, to accept people in love. Hallelujah. Shall we clap our hands to the Lord tonight, church? Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's pray. We're going to pray. I'm, not, I'm done anyway. I'm gonna, we're going to close in prayer. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you, God, for showing what love is, what grace and mercy feels like, looks like. And God, help us, Lord, through us, use us, O oh God, to be a light and be a salt of this world and become a blessing to many people. God, I pray, use our hands, God, to reach out to people, extend your love. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, as you prepare us, Father, into a new season of victory. Hallelujah, new level, O oh God, oh, oh, in, in the Spirit, Father, help us, God, to be equipped, to be ready and prepared, Father. Bless your people tonight, I pray, and let your anointing, let your grace be upon your people tonight. I ask all these things, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord once again. Thank you so much for being in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let the word of God settle in our hearts tonight as we go home. Let's just meditate upon the word of God tonight. Amen. We are dismissing Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.